Street West in downtown Coburg. Northumberland 89.7 is CFWN, truly local radio, serving Northumberland County, a not-for-profit volunteer community radio station. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Hello, Northumberland County. Happy Thursday. And uh, what in the world are you doing in these last few days of the summer holidays to enjoy it and make the most of it? This is Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's real estate talk show. Grab yourself a cup of cool green tea and sit back and enjoy the next hour of real estate talk. Maybe you don't like green tea. That's something I've started to like in the last... In the last couple months, just trying to change some old habits. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Reality Realty, your local real estate forum, where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Today's guest is going to be Matt Rosema. Uh, Matt is the president of Aquafix Basement and Waterproofing Solutions, and we're going to talk about solutions to one of the most unsettling topics in home ownership, and that would be wet basements. Well, let's first begin with a market update, and that is our snapshot segment where we look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. Sales numbers, they've been slowly trending down over the course of the summer, and there have been 119 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's a decrease of six over six sales over the last report we had. And that leaves us with an inventory here in our community of 337 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of sales... Uh, the average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months has increased once again to approximately $331,000. And those people that have successfully sold their home have received approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 55 days. We are in a seller's market with an absorption rate of 35%, and that's based on the past month's trend. Over the past eight weeks, the absorption rate has been uh, trending in a direction of a balanced market. We're certainly not there at a balanced market yet, but we are trending that way, at least for now. We'll see what happens come September when the market uh, picks up and the mar- we're into our fall market again. A little Northumberland real estate trivia for you that I now that I'm on the statistics if you were to ever ask yourself how many homes have sold for over a million dollars in the past 12 months right here in Northumberland County what would your answer be homes have sold for over a million dollars over the past 12 months in Northumberland County how many would you think if any that we've sold 
Well, if your answer was to be five, that would be correct. There were five million dollar plus sales over the past 12 months here in our community, three of which were century homes in Port Hope. One was a home in Coburg and another was a home in Grafton. So what was the largest price tag over the past uh, 12 months uh, within these five homes? And that would be $1,395,000 was the highest price sale in the past 12 months in our community. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe you're surprised, maybe maybe you're underwhelmed, <laughs> but uh, if we look back to the previous 12 months, the 12 months before that, and we ask ourselves the same question of how many sold, the answer would have been zero. So in the previous 12 months, zero homes sold for over a million dollars, but in the most recent 12 months, we've had five. You can imagine how much fun I am at parties uh, with all this uh, great real estate trivia information. You, If you are interested in this kind of uh, information, not necessarily the million-dollar uh, stats, but all the other stats about uh, how many homes have sold and at what percentage they've sold and how many days it took to sell in the the absorption rate to know if we're in a buyer's, seller's, or balanced market, then you can uh, you can check me out on social media. Take a look at my uh, LinkedIn, my Google+, my Facebook, or my Twitter accounts, and, and we upload the snapshot statistics at the end of every month. So if it's something you'd like to look at and reference, take a look for me on social media. I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. And List Central is the local realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information most relevant to you. No one understands the Northumberland real estate market as well as a Northumberland realtor who's actually a member of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. Today's mortgage rates remain the same. You can still get a five-year fixed as low as 2.29%, and you can still get a five-year variable as low as 2.05%. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group. And that, folks, is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. Last Thursday, the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors had their annual charity golf tournament and barbecue. And I was part of that. And it was a, a great day at the Port Hope Golf Club. We had a, another hot and sunny August day, and we had 63 golfers, which included Port Hope's Mayor Bob Anderson. And as soon as all the tallies come in, I, I'll report uh, how, much, how much we were able to uh, make uh, for, for charity, and I'll report that likely the first week in September. This is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me, co-hosts, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented 
do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any real estate brokerage or of any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. Well, I'd like to introduce our, our guest this morning. Our guest is the founder and owner of Aquafix Basement Waterproofing Solutions. And his name is Matt Rosemont. Matt, uh, welcome to Reality Realty again. Well, thanks, Dale. It's uh, nice to be here this morning. Yeah, you were here, well, how long ago was it, Matt? It was well over a year ago. Yeah, apparently it was about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, I know... I know what you do, your line of work, is a concern for, well, just about everybody I walk through a house. They're, they're very concerned with the basements, and, and if the basement is dry, and, and quite frankly, I, I think having you on again, because last time you came on, it, it's like demystifying a, a problem that people maybe are so afraid of uh, that they don't even want to tackle it, and, and maybe they don't even understand in, in, in many cases, how simple it can be to uh, remedy that. No, that's correct, Dale. And uh, we always encourage people to give us a call. One of the things that we do uh, all the time is we come and consult with people. We come and look at the problem. Uh, we'll give you a free estimate. Uh, we're not a high-pressure company whatsoever, but we do come over and we'll help any way we can. And lots of times we tell people all the time, uh, you know, once we give them the story and they start to understand what's going on, then uh, we always tell them to educate themselves. We also strongly, if you're into that, we strongly suggest you uh, look things up on Google and on YouTube. Uh, and if you, uh, if you punch in wet basement waterproofing, there's a whole raft of information there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, most people find, like you said, it, you know, it takes the mystery out of it. And uh, you certainly don't have to go ahead or take one price. Uh, but what happens then is that then you get to make an informed decision. And... We do find a lot of people that uh, where we solve the problem for a lot less than they think. And, uh, you know, the other thing we notice all the time is that, you know, some people think it's $1,500 and some people think it's $30,000. Yeah. And, you know, that's quite a range. So getting the information and getting an estimate or a consultation, uh, that's the way to go. Yeah, educating yourself is, is definitely what you need to do, and, and that's what we're doing here on Reality Realty this morning, educating our listeners on wet basement solutions. And, and so, Matt, in your business, are you obviously you're dealing with homeowners that are living there and, and maybe a problem has been around for a long time or just crept in. Uh, do you also deal with people that are looking at a home and they call you in before they actually make a purchase on a home? Yeah, we do that all the time. Uh, lots of times uh, when, when we – and we, we actually work with a lot of realtors too and mm -hmm. a lot of real estate companies. Uh, and, again, we tell them all the time all our services are for free. And if they, have, if they list a house that they're worried about or if there's a buyer, uh, lots of times we'll do a job. And every time we do a job, we give a lifetime warranty that's transferable. And then we always tell the homeowner if they ever sell their house or when that time comes – to give that paperwork to their realtor so that they have the warranty. And then if somebody wants to buy the house, then we'll come in again for free. We'll come in and talk to the people. They can meet us there with the realtor and we'll explain what we did. And, uh, at, yeah, and then and that creates a lot of uh, comfort, I guess, for the people. Yeah, so so, so uh, the uh, 
the consultations they're free yeah they're 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 just providing some good counsel on what you can do and yeah. what people should be concerned about well Matt can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and your company well I uh, uh, after I graduated high school I started uh, my own company when I was 17 just turning 18 and the first uh, 15 years uh, we were in the insulation business uh, and at that time, a lot of people said they wanted to get insulation blown in their walls because they're getting siding put on the house. Uh, the insulation was a fall and winter business, so you know it was natural for us to start doing siding. So we've done a lot of that, and then all through the uh, through the eighties, we built houses mm-hmm. along with the uh, the siding and insulation business. Uh, in the early nineties, uh, uh, we went into the general contracting business. Uh, and that's when we worked with a lot of foundations, a lot of specialized work, uh, soils engineers. Uh, you know, that gave us another whole, besides building houses, it gave us another whole wealth of information mm-hmm. on these issues that happen underground. It's actually, uh, you know, a lot more complicated in a lot of cases than people think. I remember back then, you know, I was a lot younger, and I remember that uh, we would work with soils engineers, and these guys went to university for seven years just mm-hmm. to kind of study dirt. And yeah. So uh, once we did that, then, uh, you know, we built some more houses, did did more general contracting. And then I came to a point in my life where I just wanted to do something else. I'd done it so long. Uh, I've always been interested in this waterproofing business, but they never really had good enough systems until now. Mm-hmm. And uh so now, yeah, we've switched over, and uh, we're really happy with it. We find we get a better clientele of people. We find people are grateful. Oh, uh, yeah. If you can stop their water yeah. problems, people would be very grateful. Yeah. And what we find a lot, too, which is kind of too bad, if, you know, if people would just call us and, and just, like I said, educate themselves. We find especially a lot of older folks that they won't even leave on the weekend or they won't go visit the grandkids because they hear there might be some rain and they're so afraid. Uh, mm. We had one couple that... Uh, an older couple that stayed up all night and, uh, you know, the wife would vacuum for two hours and then the husband would take over. And But the only problem was while the wife was vacuumed, then the husband couldn't sleep. And when the husband yeah. was vacuumed, then the wife couldn't sleep. So it was very, you know, very uh, traumatic on some people. And, uh, again, we really encourage you to let us have a look at it, you know, and, and uh, you don't have to make a decision either way, but at least, you know, you get to know uh, what the what the story is on on your particular problem, and not only is it uh, are they battling uh, this water whether they do it through the night or in the morning, but uh, the whole while is uh, the water is bu- busy undermining uh, the value of their property, and uh, I'm sure it's just getting worse and worse yeah. as they let go. Yeah, that's exactly correct, and uh, you know sometimes we we are. A lot of times we get people that that's, that find some water uh, and they call us right away and then uh, a lot of damage is avoided. What we do see on, on you know, the older houses or, or maybe houses from the 70s, 60s, 70s, and maybe even the early 80s where people have maybe put a false floor in their basement mm-hmm. and the water trickles underneath it and they never really get to see it. To, and then, you know, we've seen some pretty bad ones where you can literally... Uh, the 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 floor itself and the wood underneath is literally like wet toilet paper where you can just grab it with your hand and just it's uh, so some of these damages you know if you, like again if you have any of those issues at all give us a call and and uh, then at least 
you know, you know what's going on and you can prevent some of these uh, damages. We also find a lot that, uh, you know, we can do this, and we'll go into that a little bit more. We can do these waterproofing uh, uh, jobs from the inside or the outside. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the inside is done. uh, And then because we know already by looking at it or when we dig into it that all the walls are in really bad shape and of course nowadays there's mold issues and oh yes and and again the, the long-term damage so uh well well matt can you tell us a little bit more about uh, aquafix basement waterproofing solutions you have the company itself maybe maybe tell us a little bit about how long it's been a uh, company and and how large it is uh do you handle one job at a time or are you able to handle several jobs at a time yeah, we're able to handle several jobs at a time. We have about 15 of us working in the uh, at, in the company uh, on average. Uh, we do it all year round. And, uh, yeah, the company, I started the company five and a half years ago. And uh, we decided to do the area from uh, just west of Port Hope uh, to Gananoque. Uh, we have we've helped some people out in Bowmanville, and we've helped some people out in Cornwall, just because they couldn't find anybody to do it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we do several. Jo- uh, we can do several jobs at the same time. Uh, we do jobs from the interior, uh, and we do jobs on the exterior. Uh, what we find with a lot of poured concrete basements is that it's a single crack that causes the problem. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of crack repairs. Actually, we do those one after the other. Okay. And those are those are basically just settling uh, issues, are they, Matt? No, no. With uh, with concrete, concrete when it cures or what people call dries, it it tends to shrink back. Mm-hmm. And when it shrinks back, it causes cracks. Uh, what we find is, as far as that is concerned, is that ten percent of all our problems are with poured concrete walls, uh, and those problems, ninety to ninety-five percent of it's a single crack. Uh, 85% of our problems are with block walls, mm. and they have multiple problems that uh, that we can also talk about. But yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 actually, from a builder's point of view, uh, the the poured concrete basements really are superior. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and and so, but the 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 drying process, securing the drying process. Uh, it's natural you're going to see some cracks, right? Some very fine cracks. Should all, in your opinion, should all cracks be addressed? No, uh, you know, you should at least let them have a look at it. When they get really big, then it then it becomes a concern f- uh, from a structural point of view. But generally, we find houses that uh, you know they have they find that they have a crack that leaks, or they just call us because something is leaking, and because the way uh, poured basements behave as far as cracks go. We usually know exactly where to look. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of houses that have four or five cracks, and then one of them leaks. And uh, we have lots of people that we get, we fix one crack for them, and you never hear about the other three cracks again. So what we do, this this business is actually a fairly easy business to scare people. And, you know, we've seen a few instances, usually more by the big city, where a contractor come in and say, oh, ma'am, this is, you know, this is going to happen throughout your whole house, and all your walls are going to rot out. and. Right. And you're going to get mold everything, so they say do the whole thing. And with our company, we've kind of come up with a philosophy that we feel is fair. And what we tell people is that if you there's a lot of houses that leak, but there's way more houses that don't leak. So if you don't have a problem somewhere, you don't really worry about it. Uh, 
because even if that crack started to leak, it could start mm-hmm. leaking 25 years from now or, or 17 years from now. So. Right. Yeah, just because you've had a good uh, 15 years doesn't mean you're you're free of ever having that leak come in, does it? No. And uh, like I said, I mean, with the, with the poured basements, it's usually the crack issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the block basements, they're the ones that uh, – what, what happens with most block basements is that – uh, they all get what we call step cracks, where, where the, there's a hairline crack that goes down the mortar joint between the blocks and then across underneath the first mm-hmm. block, down the second mortar, and then across like a staircase. So we call them step cracks. The other thing that happens is the parging on the outside of the house. That's the cement they smear around the house to make it look nice. It's usually yeah. brushed, and it also uh, is it, 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 it covers up the blocks and is aesthetically pleasing. Well, that starts to come loose, and that starts to, uh, we call it getting tired. Uh, and then some water can get between the block and this parging, and then with the frost and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, the freezing cycles that, that happen in the wintertime, uh, parging starts to come loose. And those two things alone, they're kind of an ongoing thing. So that's when the water gets inside the blocks, and some of the water will wick right through the blocks, uh, similar to a, a sponge, except not as fast and not as much water. But the majority of the water runs down into the big holes in the right. center of the block, and then they go to the bottom, and that's usually where a large part of the problem is. Okay. Well, Matt, we'll take a little break right now, and we'll get back to some of the details of uh, of these issues and uh, the fixes, like you mentioned, the uh, working from it from the inside or the outside, and we'll we'll talk a bit more about that in our next segment. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty. Northumberland 89.7 FM local real estate talk. Join us after this break and we'll continue to talk with Matt Rosema, owner and operator of Aquafix Basement Waterproofing Solutions. Sunday morning brunch promo, take one. Cue the music. What? No music? Cutbacks? Oh, well. Hey, it's me, Glenn McLaren, with a great show, 7 to 10 Sunday mornings, called the Sunday Morning Brunch. Maybe you've heard about it. It's got lots of great music, great features, and a mini concert too. So why not spend part of your weekend with me, Glenn McLaren, on the Sunday Morning Brunch, heard on Northumberland 89.7, truly local radio. Beat the hot, humid weather this summer with Pritchard's Climate Care. Have your home cool and comfortable by installing an air conditioner from Pritchard's Climate Care starting at only $2,800. For a free estimate, call 905-885-8216, 905-885-8216, or visit their website, pritchard-mechanical.com. At Pritchard's, we're not just your climate care experts, we're your neighbors. Come out Wednesday, August 31st to Hometown Bingo for their matinee and 7 p.m. sessions, Back to School Customer Appreciation. All regular games will be increased by $50. Second Chance Jackpot, $500. All patrons will receive a $10 coupon, valid from September 1st to September 9th. We are located at 884 Division Street. Call us at 905-372-5426 or visit us online at hometownbingo.ca. Our license number is 7884. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. My guest this morning is Matt Rosema, owner-operator of Aquafix Basement Waterproofing, Waterproofing Solutions. So, Matt, before the uh, break, we were talking a little bit about uh, 
about basements, foundations that leak. You mentioned, Matt, some percentages of uh, leakage between between block because this is always this is always an issue when people are looking at homes or at least I, I tell the folks I'm I'm showing homes to that they should be considering it anyways. And we're looking at a basement and we see one is a block foundation and one is a poured concrete foundation. Uh, can you tell us uh, once again about those those statistics because I think that's important for people to to be aware of at least. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, once again, we the, uh, the poured basements are about 10% of the problems. And out of that, 95% it's a crack. Uh, the other 5% of the time, what happens on rare occasions is when they pour a block wall, when they put the, the actual f- uh, formwork up, they run these steel pins between the two forms to hold them together. Once the pour- concrete has been poured and the forms have been removed, these steel pins remain, and the ends are broken off with a hammer or a special tool. And then what happens is uh, these steel pins, if, they, if, there, if there's any little void around them or mm-hmm. any water that gets to them, over a period of time, those steel pins will get wet, and then they'll start to rust. And as they start to rust, they create a, a void. And that, now you have an opportunity of water to penetrate from the outside in towards the inside. Uh, so that's one thing that happens. The other thing that happens is what we call the cold joint. And a cold joint in concrete is when uh, one set of concrete or one pour of concrete cures at a different time or dries at a different time than the other one. And the joint between that is what we call a joint uh, cold joint. So what happens is uh, the contractor or the builder will pour uh, a concrete strip in the bottom of the excavation known as a footings, and then that dries. Once that dries, then they set the forms on top of that, and they pour the concrete walls. So once that's completed, the joint between these walls sitting on top of the footings, that's a cold joint, and that's another spot where we see penetration. But again, nowhere near as much as cracks. Well, what what can a builder do to uh, minimize the potential problems from this cold joint? Well, now they have what we call a dimple wrap, uh, which is a, uh, a heavy-duty plastic liner. We can either use it on the inside or the outside of a house. And now uh, the building code calls for all new construction to have this dimple membrane on the outside of the house before they backfill it. Uh, this isn't a solution they came up with. Uh, it actually works really well. I actually wouldn't even be in the business if it wasn't for this product. Uh, and that's now what they're saying, uh, that you have to use according to the building code. So, you know, these problems have been ongoing and different solutions have been uh, attempted and some work better than others. Mm-hmm. And now that they have the dimple wrap, like I said earlier, it's really uh, the solution to the whole problem. So this dimple wrap, if you're working on the outside, uh, that would go along the outside of the foundation wall. Yeah. Now, can it even, is there any benefit of it even wrapping around the base of a foot, like the outside of a footing, or is or is that something just not possible to do? No, what what, what happens, like when we do a, a basement uh, waterproofing job, once we dig up the basement, at the very bottom where the wall sits on the footings, which is a, a vulnerable spot, and it's also a transition spot in this in this uh, system that we use, uh, we, we dig all the way down, and then we clean off the wall, and then uh, we use a torch to dry out the bottom of the wall, and then we paint a primer on there. And this primer uh, is put on so we can put a heavy-duty rubber peel-and-stick waterproof membrane 
down the the, the 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 bottom part of the wall and then across the footing and then across the front of the footing and that really protects this uh coal joint at the bottom okay. of the wall that's so that's a one piece surface uh on one piece uh yeah surface yeah. that that's that's covering over that coal joint yeah and it's an incredible product if you take two pieces of that stuff and you put and you, and you stick them together four grown men cannot pull it apart Okay, so, so we always when we get on a job site and we see a piece laying in the corner somewhere, you know that one of the guys had a fight with the blue skin because <laughs> all you got to do is make one little flip it around the wrong way and boom, it's stuck together. Yeah. So yeah, we put that stuff on the very bottom and then we put this dimple membrane on. Now the dimple membrane is is, is you, if you can picture a, a, a set of kids soccer shoes with the cleats, the bumps on the bottom, mm-hmm. it's very similar to that. So what happens is we put those bumps against the wall. And then between the bumps leaves an airspace, and uh, when it, when the, once the membrane is put on, there's no water can get through the membrane. But if it did for any reason, it has to get into that airspace between the bumps, and then it has no choice because of gravity to fall straight down. And then when it falls straight down, it goes right out the bottom, runs over that blue skin that we put mm-hmm. at the footings, uh, and then it runs out the footings and into the drain pipe, the, what we call a big O pipe. Right. Uh, and it's it's surrounded by a large uh, amount of gravel, and it flows right into there, and then it just takes it around the house into the sump pit, and it's taken away. So, so virtually, there there should be, if it's all done properly, there there should be no way of that water getting in through the the cold joint between the footings and the foundation or the foundation. That's right. And the other thing is, uh, like I said, the problem with with the cross ties for when they're doing the uh, pour of the basement. Those are also covered by the membrane. Mm-hmm. Now, before we put that membrane on, we still tar the wall. And that used to be waterproofing in the old days. That's all we knew and that's all that was required. Now we call it a secondary water repellent. It's an overkill step we take because we warranty everything for life that uh, that, that, we, that we put on the wall before we put the membrane on. So if any water gets through the membrane, it can't get to the cross ties. It can't even touch the concrete wall. It has to fall straight down and come out the bottom. So this isn't, all these steps you're talking about isn't necessarily code what would be done to a new home then. Uh, some of these steps are yeah. steps you take above and beyond when you come in and, and yes. remedy a problem. Yes. Now, the code calls for the same dimple membrane to put down the wall and across the footings, and that's as far as they go. Uh, because we have warranty it for life, if you, if you picture the membrane going down the wall and then across the footing, then... The, uh, the the cold joint where the wall sits on the footing is still kind of exposed there. Mm-hmm. And if the footing is not, if the water doesn't run right off the footings and, and, and pour the water into the gravel and big old pipe, then it can kind of sit on the footings and sit against that joint. And then there is a possibility that it can, you know, that that can become a problem. So Matt, it, I have to ask then, it, people that are getting a new home built, do they ever call you in? to do preventative work and say, uh, will you, well, do you ever do the, the entire foundation work or do you just come in after the foundation be poured? Yeah, no, we, we come in, well, we come in after it's been poured and some people ask us to do our system on a new house and we do do that. But, you know, in a, in a large part, the, the membrane works so well that all the, all the builders now have to do this. So it's just another improvement on the building code uh, mm-hmm. that really makes a difference. So, uh, you know, like I tell a lot of people, or I get people that buy houses, uh, 
you know, and, and people that may not have that much experience or a young couple or a first-time home buyer that in general, the houses really are well built today. And I started building in the late 70s. And uh, even uh, the inspections that they do today are completely different than back then. You know, back then you could sometimes phone a building inspector and you'd say, well, we're ready for backfill. And he'd say, oh, I know how you're doing things. No problem. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they inspect everything and it's built. The, the Canadian Building Corps is actually known for uh, for around the world, actually, for being a uh, one of the best codes in, in this type of climate. Uh, and uh, there's other countries that have actually used it. So, no, in general, the houses are very well built. Right. And uh, now, especially that they're going to poured concrete, you know, it's... It's kind of too bad. In the 80s, everybody did built with block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I would have known then what I know now, you know, you, the port foundations really are way better. And now it's it's almost impossible. It's very hard to find a block layer now. Everybody does port. It's doing the port. So even that has, you know, come up huge in quality. So, But I, I can imagine, I, I can imagine someone who's already had a home that had a leaky basement. And a lot of basements are finished now. And so the damage could have been, could have been large. I can imagine somebody saying, "You know what? Okay, I accept that our code is good now, but I still want to get Matt in here to uh, do those couple extra steps because I just want to know. I want to know I can finish my basement again, that we can actually live down there and never be concerned with water." Yeah, and uh, you know, one of the things we do on, on a lot of houses is when people go when they're getting ready to finish their basement uh, and it hasn't been finished before, lots of times they'll have little spots that they worry about, whether it's a little damp spot here or there. And what happens is, as I was saying earlier, with the block basements, for example, when the water gets inside the wall, it runs down to the very bottom block. And what happens with these bottom blocks is they're sitting on the footing, which is that strip of concrete they put down Mm -hmm. first. So the bottom row block has a floor underneath it. And then as they put rows on top of it, right from the time they build the house already, a little bit of mortar falls down inside those blocks. So at the end of the time that the basement is built, there's anything from a half an inch to two or three inches of concrete or mortar actually sitting in the bottom row of blocks. And how much depends on how much the the, the, the block layer cared or how skilled mm-hmm. it was. So now what happens when the water starts to get in through these cracks that I spoke of earlier or when the parging gets tired and it gets through there, when it runs to the bottom block, what happens is the bottom block, it'll fill up a hole, and those holes are fairly watertight because they do have the footing underneath them and the mortar in them. So that, that hole in the bottom block fills up and it spills over to the next one, and it fills up and spills to the next one. And we call that the ice cube tray effect. And a lot of, 85% of the houses, when you look at the block walls, you'll see that all the trauma and all the dark spots, 95% of them are on the very bottom row of blocks. The other thing that you see a lot uh, on block walls is what they call efflorescence. And efflorescence is like a white fuzzy or a white powder that forms on your wall. And what happens if water passes through an entity like brick or concrete uh, or clay, it picks up the salts as it passes through there. And then once it comes out in, inside the basement, the water evaporates and the salts left behind. So it's not dangerous, but it does show you the presence of water. So to answer your original questions, when people see those kind of things, they call us, and and that's when we do tell people, listen, if you're going to finish your basement, give some real serious thoughts at waterproofing the inside, because we see so many, you know, getting damaged, and uh, it it really is important. At least at least let somebody have a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, we've had a few cases where people have called us up and they bought a house in the summer and they spent the whole fall and winter fixing it up and they rebuilt the whole basement. And then in the springtime, you know, and some of, some of them are actually pretty sad and pretty sickening when you when you see the amount of energy and money people have put in. So, you know, it, it really is good advice to uh, to to protect yeah. that basement, especially at today's cost. So, so, so if if people were to if you were to come over and talk to somebody about their basement uh, having some moisture problems, some water problems, uh, and they. They asked you, uh, "Does it well? Does it really matter if my foundation is wet?" What would you say to them? Yeah, we get that question from people. If you if you do a fix on the outside, then theoretically none of the water hits the block or concrete wall. If you do it from the inside, you know you're basically catching the water on the inside, and then people say, "You know, will that hurt my basement if the blocks are wet or if the concrete is wet?" And the answer is actually no. If you, if you have water flying over a dam on the outside and it's you know it, it wails over this dam for years and years and then you get some cracks and you get the frost and thaw action that's that happens outside mm-hmm. then yes water can do damage but what we find in in basements is that if the basement is a little bit wet or if the blocks are wet first of all they're down below the ground they generally don't freeze the other thing that we notice all the time too is no matter how cold it is outside the, the inch of dirt against your house never freezes. Whether you have a 2x4 interior wall in your basement is well insulated or a 2x6 even, there's still enough heat loss that keeps those warms warm enough, the walls, okay. sorry, the foundation walls warm enough that it doesn't freeze against the house. And the only time it might is if you have like a cold snap for 30 below zero for like a week, and then it, it can yeah. freeze that way. So... Uh, to answer your question, is when, when this water uh, touches the block, a lot of people don't know how wet these basins really are, that, and, and the population doesn't even know about it because most of them are covered with either insulation and frame or they've got drywall in them. And all these block basements, you know, they can be wet for a week after a rainstorm. Sometimes one side is, is mm-hmm. wet for, for a few days if there's a rainstorm coming in from a certain angle, and then it may not happen again for a, a year or two. Uh, the other thing is in the springtime, sometimes the walls are really wet for like three months while the, you know, while the thaws are going on. Yes. So one of the things about doing it from the inside is the wrap goes on the inside, so none of that water can get into your, your new interior wall. So it protects your insulation and, and all, all so that. So that same dimple wrap. Yeah. The same dimple wrap yeah. that you put on the outside goes on the inside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we put a trench around the bottom of the, in the floor, mm-hmm. and then we put a, a drain pipe in there, and we put some clear stone in there. And then we laid a membrane, we hang the membrane over the wall, and it goes from outside ground level, whatever your level is outside, we go a little bit higher than that, and we go all the way down the wall, and then we lay it across the footings into this trench. And after we put the gravel and the, and the drain pipe in there, then we just pour the concrete back in the trench. And now anything that comes through the wall has to stay behind that membrane. It has to fall down through that airspace because of gravity. And then it just goes behind the slab and then under the, the, the concrete slab and into the trenches. So, and the final point there is when, when people worry about their, their basement walls, if they're wet, if that will, if that will hurt the walls, the, the best uh, uh, 
what's, what, what am I going to say here? The, the best indication that, that we tell people all the time, if you really think about it, you'll never read a story in a paper or hear a story on the radio or on the Internet where it says another five houses had to be tore down in Coburg because they sat on wet basements for 25 years. Right. It just doesn't happen. So yeah. we see 40, 50-year-old block basements, and you know we see them everything from a little bit of patchy wet to soaking wet, and they're all you know, basically in good shape. There are these little quirky things that happen. It has nothing to do with waterproofing or a wet basement mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, if the soil starts to push the wall in or something like that. But right. other than that, and, yeah, no, it's not a word. Yeah, an additional, an additional issue uh, can occur, uh, which is unrelated to the first. But, well, I think, Matt, we're going to take a little break now, but I'm sure people are wondering, well, why would I want to get my water problem fixed from the inside versus the outside. So that's something we'll address right after this break. Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break and we'll continue to talk with Matt Rosema, owner and operator of locally owned Aquafix Basement Waterproofing Solutions, and we'll talk more about wet basements and what you can do to fix them. I'm Laurie Stevenson, and you should be listening to The Search. What excites me is when magic happens in music. Sometimes it's live in concert, sometimes it's a carefully crafted concept album, and most especially, it's local music. Listen to what's exciting me right now on The Search, Sunday afternoons at 2pm on Northumberland 89.7, truly local radio. Northumberland 89.7 is saying farewell to summer with one big event. That's Thursday, September the 1st. Come on down to Victoria Park, Coburg, starting at 6 p.m. for Bike, Beards, and Bandshells, featuring yoga instructor Ginny Burke. On stage, we welcome Juno Award winner Kiki Escamilla, who will pedal into Coburg for this free concert. Escamilla will be joined by fellow Toronto-based musicians Benjamin Herman and Andy Mack. Audience members are encouraged to hop on one of the stationary generators to help power the concert, which will be 100% pedal power. This concert is hosted by Northumberland 89.7 FM as part of the Music in Motion series and is sponsored by Cameco, Patton Rob's Ice Cream Store, Jailhouse Tavern and Inn, Long and McQuaid, Kim Rudd, Lou Rinaldi, and United TV Stereo. Details at Northumberland897.ca. For more information on the artist, go to www.bikesandbandshells.ca. Bikes, Beards, and Bandshells, September 1st, with Northumberland897, truly local radio. Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Forum, Northumberland897 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Matt Rosema, and Matt is the owner-operator of Aquafix Basement Waterproofing Solutions. So, Matt, before the break, you were talking about the process of of fixing, resolving wet basements from the inside of the house as opposed to the out. In the first segment, we were talking a little bit more about uh, what you do, the process of, of treating a basement from the outside, and then we were talking about the inside. Now, why would someone pick an inside fix over an outside fix or vice versa? Well, what we do, Dale, is we, uh, when somebody calls us up, we go look at the house, and then many, many times it doesn't take too long to figure out what's going on. So what we then do is I, I always tell the customer, we bring some pictures with us and how we do it, so we go through every step with them. And we always tell the homeowner, let me, 
you know, explain to you at the interior, what we call an interior wrap, and let me explain to you an exterior wrap. And then that way, we always tell them that way they can kind of make an informed decision and they can kind of figure out where the conversation is going once we explain those two systems. Once we do that, then we start to talk of some of the pros and cons uh, of either way. Now, either way is, uh, is guaranteed for life. But what happens, for example, uh, in some houses, people, we've, we do houses in Kingston where there's $100,000 worth of landscaping done and interlocking stone around the outside of the house, and they just don't want to, uh, you know, dig into that. Sometimes it's swimming pools. Lots of times it's a neighbor's house. Mm. Uh, and we even see them where we have, literally have uh, like a side-by-side where the, the middle wall is a common wall between two basements, and there's actually the, the wall leaks that people can't figure it out because on the other side of the wall is, is the, the other building. Is the other building. And what happens is in cases where the water actually penetrates through the front of the house into the block and or the back of the house into the block, and then it starts to fill up into these what I call the ice cube tray effect, and it'll actually ice cube tray its way down the center wall, and then when it finds a hole, it comes out. And the, and the hole might be in the center. That's right. Yeah. So, but other times, uh, you know, people, uh, there, there's a stone wall there, and, and we've had it before, too, where the stone wall has no footings underneath it. It's just too risky to dig it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big thing here, too, and what a lot of people don't, uh, don't talk about is when they do it on the outside, one of the biggest things you have to be careful with, there is such a, a, a thing called what we call hydrostatic pressure. And hydrostatic pressure is when water pushes up from underneath your house and then it pushes up against the bottom of your floor. And a lot of homeowners might recognize this if they have hairline cracks in their, in their basement floor, they'll see like a watermark around it. Some people have water coming right up through. And when it does, and that, that, that can happen in the springtime when the water table rises because mm-hmm. everything's melting and sinking into the ground. So this hydrostatic pressure, if you have any question about that or if there's any worry about that being underneath your slab, then 99.9% of the time, if you do an outside wrap, that will not help that at all. Because any water that's pushing up against the bottom of your slab cannot make its way outside by going through your block wall or your concrete wall or your footings to get to this outside drain that we put in there. The other thing is if you do an interior wrap, uh, especially in a lot of older houses, the whole inside of the basement is now wrapped. So any water that comes through the blocks or concrete or stone walls, whatever they are, can now not soak into your insulation that you've put against it. So that helps a lot. Uh, another uh, big positive for doing it from the inside is if you do have a hydrostatic pressure or if you ever get a little spot somewhere in your basement that starts to leak, it's a very easy process just you know, to flip back the flooring mm-hmm. and then we just jackhammer from the leak, we just jackhammer a little trench to this outside trench. Just give it away. Yeah, and then you just put a little piece of drain pipe in there, you put some clear stone in there, and you just put the the concrete back over top, and then the water pressure that comes up underneath the slab has no choice but to to run off uh, into this little trench, and then it goes out to the side trench, and that takes it over to your sump pit, and away it goes. Matt, how about cost? Cost per linear foot to, to remedy a leak from the inside versus the outside? Yeah, usually from the inside, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit cheaper. Okay. Yeah. A little less work. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's little, less labor to jackhammer than to dig. Is that is yeah, that the difference? Yeah, and one of the things is, uh, you know, when you start using equipment and moving dirt around, it it doesn't take mm-hmm. long to add up. 
The other thing is it depends on how much room you have. There's, you know, we have houses in town uh, where you only have like a foot or two between the houses. Mm-hmm. Or even if you have, let's say, four or six feet, when you do dig that out, a lot of it we do by hand. And then it's got to go into a wheelbarrow, and then you take it out to the front, and you, and you stockpile it on the front yard. So those kind of things add to the cost. And then after we're done, a lot of times, you know, we have to do the side of the house where the, where the paved driveway is, so that gets cut out. Uh now, one of the ways that, and, and while we're on that topic, an easy fix for that is what a lot of people do is we always tell them after the house has been dug up that they wait for at least one winter for it all to settle properly before they do anything like landscaping or sidewalks. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll put patio stones down or they'll even put interlocked stone down knowing that if it does settle, they can pick that back out in the spring and rake it straight and then they can put the, the, the stones back down again. So what they do basically is they make it look like a sidewalk along the side of the house, and it looks like it belongs. So it's a nice, easy fix. Right. Interlocking stone and uh, uh, retaining walls, you know, it's expensive to take them apart and put them back together again. Uh, there's, there's some things that where it's just a lot safer to do it from the inside. And, and one example, I'll try to explain it here over the radio. It's a little mm-hmm. hard without a picture, but... If you picture, a, a, let's say, a, a rectangular uh, bungalow that has an eight-foot basement, and on the side of that basement, there's a garage attached to it. Now, the garage wall, the basement wall goes down, for generally speaking, eight feet to the bottom of the basement. But the garage wall goes down four feet, mm-hmm. and it's usually a trench they dig. So now they put the block wall in there, and then they backfill it on both sides. It's backfill on the inside because your cement floor goes there. It's backfill on the outside because that's where your lawn and your driveway at the front door is. Well, those walls now become an even worse conduit for water, and this happens a lot. Where and 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 this happens an awful lot, and people never even know about it. But the water leaks in in different hairline cracks or different places, and it goes into your garage wall. But it's backfill on both sides, so now you got this eight-inch trough inside the blocks that can literally fill right up to the top. And they're actually so we get we get calls where we go look at the houses where the top two rows of blocks are just blown into pieces because they fill right up to the top. Nobody knows it. Yep. And then as the frost comes, it just pushes them aside, yeah. and they start to fracture all these blocks. So if you can picture this eight-foot basement, and you put this wall from your garage up against the side of your house, then if those two walls are, have any amount of water in them, that sits against the side of your house. So now if you wrap it from the inside... Even if that water gets into your basement wall of your house, it still can't come inside because that interior membrane is there to catch it. If you do on the outside, let's say if you can picture this membrane running across the front of your house and then you run it up to, you know, just past your house in front of the the basement wall. Sorry, the the garage, garage garage wall. Then if that garage wall fills up anywhere with water, then it can still get in. Right. And where it butts into the house. And it, it's kind of interesting. I have a picture that I carry with me. The boys did one house, and it was about a 30-foot block wall. And they had a suspicion there was water inside this wall. So about a foot from the top, from the bottom of the wall at the footings, they drilled a hole in there. And it came out like a garden hose. It ran for an hour and 15 minutes. And wow. that's how much water was in that one block wall. What a reservoir. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, we see some pretty... Interesting stuff, and uh, like I said, the other, you know, some of this stuff that people don't even know what's going on. And yeah. uh, well, the the hydrostatic pressure you talk about that that can come up through the uh, from the underside of your poured floor in your basement, 
uh, we, we talked about all the preventative things you can do to your, if you're building new, to the outside of your, of your foundation. Is there a treatment you'd also recommend? To, to, because I imagine there's no way of knowing exactly how bad that hydrostatic pressure could, could become when you're first building a home. Is there, is there a preventative thing you can do underneath the basement floor as well to prevent that? Yeah, definitely. And in new houses, they they already do this. What they basically do is you have to put six inches of what they call clear stone gravel underneath the floor. So once the footings have been poured and the walls have been put on it, they basically put all your plumbing down in the ground or any what they call groundwork. And when that's all done, they spread six inches of clear stone gravel. It has no fine sand in it or any kind of other dirt. And they spread it over the whole base under, so that it goes underneath the basement floor. And that there, when if any hydrostatic pressure comes up into that gravel, it has to run out the sides. It has to travel across. It just can't build up any more pressure. So it travels across underneath your basement mm-hmm. and then towards your sump pump. And some builders now, which we used to do when I was building houses all the time, is they run a big O-pipe all the way around the house on the inside also. So that way any water that it gets up underneath your basement, it has an even easier way to get to the pipe all the way around, and then it just runs through the pipe to your sump pit, and that takes it away. The The only other thing that we do also is on top of the gravel, when I do it for myself and, and, and what we suggest to people, is that we put plastic over the gravel. Now, we, we now use the same dimple wrap because it's a very heavy, strong plastic. But what happens is that... Uh, all concrete wicks water, and it's mm-hmm. just like a sponge. And I think I said that earlier already, but it's like a sponge, but just not as much and not as fast. But there's lots of houses that we find that people take one or two uh, containers full of water out of their basement every day that, that you know that run dehumidifiers. Because mm-hmm. uh, so once you put that plastic across, that just stops any water from coming up through your cement slab in this sponge effect. So that's one thing you can do. Uh, and like I said before. You know, they are building them better and better all the time because, uh, you know, we find houses that were built in the 70s when, when, when things, you know, were not as controlled. And we can just picture it. Somebody's, you know, the boys are getting ready to pour the concrete on Monday or something mm-hmm. and on Friday. And they run, you know, they, they run short on their gravel underneath the floor. It's, on a Friday afternoon, it's a lot easier just to say to the guy in the back, oh, listen, throw some of that dirt in here. They throw the dirt inside. Yeah. They knock it around and then they pour the floor. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that we do see. So, Well, Matt, another thing. You, you talked earlier about, uh, you know, maybe heavy rains. Uh, they, can, they can cause havoc on, on a basement, maybe intermittently. Uh, the thaw, the thaw we have after a, a snowy winter. What about homes that are waterfront homes or very near waterfront? Do you find that homes in those particular locations may uh, have more problems than uh, homes further away from waterfront? No, in, generally, in general, not really. Uh, a lot of times, uh, the, the formation, if there's any rock down there, or a lot of the, 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 uh, the soil formation will actually slope down towards the lake. That's kind of, you know, the lake is usually a low spot. That's why mm-hmm. the water has collected there. So a lot of times, you know, one of the good examples here is in Coburg, if you, where we do a lot of work and which we get called for a lot is the area between uh, the train bridge that they're fixing on the uh, east end mm-hmm. on Highway 2 and then where the stores start uh, on Main Street in, in Coburg yes. and then from Highway 2 south towards okay. the lake. And, and uh, like I said, we've done numerous jobs there. But even the ground there, the the... the 
the rock that's underneath all the glacial till, which is which is the dirt that's basically mm-hmm. been deposited here by glaciers years ago, that rock actually slopes towards the lake and it steps down. Okay. So and a lot of times we use that uh, to our advantage. Whereas if you know if the rock is lower on one side of the house than it is on the other, then we kind of start our drain pipes at the higher point and then you know run them around the house and to the lower point, or we put the sump pit in a corner of the house where it's the lowest. So that if any water does run across that rock, it'll get into the sump pit. And, and uh... well, Matt, there, I I had I had more questions on my mind, but we've we've run out of time. And and if you're at home or or at work or in your car listening, and you have some water problems, you have a wet basement, or maybe you want to call it a, a damp basement, whatever. But you have concerns. Uh, I'd recommend you give uh, Matt a call, Matt. What's the best way that people can contact you? Uh, well, we have we have a sign up between uh, Coburg and Port Hope on Highway Two that a lot of people are using. Uh, a lot of people uh, get us on the internet. Uh, just look up Aquafix, uh, and then we can give you a phone number too. The the main number for our main office is six one three nine two zero zero five seven six. And, uh, yeah, feel free to give us a call anytime. And like I said, you know, it's, it's all for free. Uh, you know, we've considered... The so, consulting. The consulting. <laughs> the consulting is all for free. Uh, and then, like I said, then you know where you stand. And, and we have no problem doing that. We're pretty grateful for the work that we have. So, you know, we feel that what goes around comes around. So if people want to know stuff, if we can help out. We actually even go to the point in our company, we go to the point if somebody wants to... If somebody has to fix their basement and they don't have the money to get it done that we will actually show them how to do it and we will actually help them get it done if they want to do it themselves it is a lot of work but that Mm -hmm. opportunity is there for people if they want us to give them a hand and we'll look at it as they go to make sure it gets done right so that uh, the money isn't thrown away that's uh that's a, a real considerate thing that you folks do well matt thank you so much for joining us again a great topic i know it's a topic that a lot of people are 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 struggling with whether to give a call they're afraid of of what it might involve and and i think you've taken a lot of the mystery out of it this morning there's way more we could could have talking about and also you can call me uh dale bryant or call the station and ask about matt and we will connect you so if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the radio station at 905-372-2391 and leave a message. Don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. Northumberland Security has provided security solutions for over 38 years. From transponder car keys, a 